0: just felt it would be appropriate for the pastor to anoint and bless those that serve here today. A rare and unique opportunity. Thank you for allowing me to take time to do that. I pray that you feel as refreshed as I do. I just want to remind us first who we serve as we come around this topic here today. And it says in Hebrews 1, 1 to 3, a son. Whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, also by and through whom he created the worlds and the reaches of space and the ages of time, he made, produce, built, operated, and range them in order. He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outrage radiance of the divine and he is the perfect imprint and very image of god's nature upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power when he had by offering himself accomplished our cleansing our sins and riddance of guilt he sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high Amen. This is who we serve. This is why it is therefore the greatest privilege to serve. You know, I want to ask you today, is the call comfortable for you? Because, you know, if I'm to answer that question and be honest, actually, no. For me, it's not. It constantly requires faith, yet it's the perfect fit. There is a grace covering and enabling me within my sacrifice. But is the call comfortable? No. No not for me. What I love though, it says in 2 Timothy 4, 17, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. And I have found this to be true in my sacrifice, in my service, in my pouring out. The Holy Spirit is ever positioned alongside me to strengthen me in my service. And as representatives of Christ, leaders in the church and the community know that the Lord stands by you in your context to strengthen you, amen? Amen. I want to ask this next question. Are you yielded to your call or are you wrestling with it? Are you in agreement with your call? The call that is assigned from high to your life by our Heavenly Father. It says in 2 Timothy 2.4, No soldier when in service gets entangled in the enterprises of civilian life. His aim is to satisfy and please the one who enlisted him. Can I encourage us, friends, in our call, in our response, in our obedience, that we are consumed with the one who has enlisted us? Beware, my friends, the lull of this world, the compromise of this world, the distraction of this world that would come to draw us aside from our call. This morning, I want to magnify the call and put it in its rightful place, that we would not be distracted by civilian affairs, as it says, but we will be focused on Christ the chief amongst the mountains, the Lord in command over our lives. You know, as we come around this theme of serving, I want to encourage us that we are invited into partnership with Jesus Christ himself. What a sacred privilege. It says in Philippians 1:5, I thank my God for your fellowship, your sympathetic cooperation and contributions and partnership in advancing the good news, the gospel, from the first day you heard it until now. Through service, we are invited into partnership with Christ to strengthen and advance his church. Who's in? Oh my goodness, I'm all in. I'm all in. Come on if we're gonna praise today. Let's let it reach heaven. You know, we benefit more than any sacrifice. My greatest satisfaction is in my service. There were two sacred moments this week. I prayed for a woman on her cancer journey, and as I leaned in and stood with her, I just felt this overshadowing of God's mercy pour out over her, and I got to taste that mercy and that kindness, even though I was the one praying, he overshadowed, and I was blessed even in that moment of service. There's always this return, this cycle, this overflow effect, this splashback effect that we get to... um, partake of as we give in our service. That was a highlight for me that this week. Even in my service, I was refreshed. Another great moment was I have had this burden for the uh, Syrian refugees coming into our nation. I've spent hours in prayer. I've carried them in my heart. And then this week, we're at the care center service and this family of 13 Syrian refugees who have been here one week walk in and my, I just felt my heart explode. I was so satisfied to see them. I said, I've been praying for you. I love you already, even as I met them, I just embraced them into my heart, and they shared their story, and we were able to give them food and clothing and many blessings as they went on their way that day, and it was, it blessed me, I'm sure, so much more than it even blessed them, I I was so refreshed in that moment, you know, serving Silverwater has made me a better person without a shadow of a doubt. I am forever in debt to what Christ has done in me, breaking me down, smoothing out the rough edges, humbling me, strengthening me, fixing and correcting me through the service to this place. I can never thank you enough. I can never thank him enough for how he's changed and transformed me in the service to this beautiful place. The benefit far outweighs the cost. Yes, it does. And you know, the Bible tells us we flourish as we are planted. The planted are the ones that I prayed for today. They are the servers, the sacrifices, the weight carriers, the tithers, the core, the heart of the church. They are those that are planted. And it says in Psalm 92, 13 to 14, planted in the house of the Lord. They shall flourish in the courts of our God. Growing in grace, they shall bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap, of spiritual vitality. Vitality. You know, whatever our age, our stage, our status, we are called and qualified for service. Amen. Each and every one of us. There is no one in this room that is not qualified for service in the beautiful house of God. And you know, like many long standing members, I've worn a lot of hats of service over the years. Um, I've been the girl that moves the pulpit, I've been the door greeter the altar call counsellor, served on kids team, connect leader, events coordinator, stage designer, service director, singer, creative producer, dancer, youth leader, extension service leader. Now, would you like to hear some funny highlights in my years of service? I've got some good ones for you. Does anybody remember when we brought Pastor um, T.D. Jakes, Bishop T.D. Jakes, out from the States, and we hosted him just over in Homebush? there? I was, get ready for it, Pastor Phil's microphone girl. So I had to wear these noise cancelling earphones, like they were massive, like this, sit just directly behind Pastor Phil. And when it was, like, time for Pastor Phil to go up, I'd be like, cue Mike, and I would pass the baton, the sacred baton, pass in the microphone, and then he would walk up so that there was no drama around his microphone. He had an assigned girl, and I had the privilege of being the microphone girl. There was another great day. I was sitting in church here. It was new days of this being a campus of Pastor Phil and Chris Pringle, and Pastor Chris had joined us this morning, and she was sitting alongside me, and she looked to the stage, and there was a microphone. In its stand here, and she said, Nat, there's a gap on the music team this morning. And I was like, Yes, this is true. And I looked over my shoulder and I'm like, Where are the backing vocalists? I was like searching the crowd for a backing vocalist. I'm like, where are they all today? We have so many of them, but right in this poignant moment, they are not to be seen. Where are the backing vocalists? I turned back to her, I said, No problem, Pastor Chris. I did the slow walk around the back of the auditorium, backstage around here. And I, I came out backstage, I picked up that microphone, and I was the backing vocals gal. <laughs> On that particular Sunday, I did harmonies, and they were amazing. I was dynamic and expressive, and I filled the gap, because that's what you do. If your boss needs you to do something, if our, if our appointed and anointed leaders, Pastor Phil and Chris, if there is anything we can do for them, we quickly agree and serve them however we may need to. Last night, I officiated the beautiful wedding of Leon and Kristen in the Hunter Valley. So wonderful to see them married and celebrating together. Beautiful occasion, the first wedding that I've officiated, a real privilege there. And then because I have a current commitment to youth, I. Uh, finished the ceremony and that was about four o'clock and jumped in the car because it's about a two hour drive back to youth and we have youth on Friday nights and I'm currently committed to our young people because I feel like God's asking me to be committed to them because I'm committed to you as the parents of those young people. I'm committed to raising a generation of disciples in this season whilst the Lord is asking me to in this season and so I came back to do youth on um, last Friday night after the wedding. I didn't stay for the steak. I'm sure it was amazing. Or the dancing, or the um, wedding cake. I came back to be with our young people, and can I tell you, I was equally content. That's not to disregard the reception, because I'm sure it was splendid. It was, but I was equally content because in Christ I am content to serve here or there, or there or here. And our young people are really worth our investment. So it was—it's always a sacred privilege. There was one particular sunday i was rostered to preach at our bankstown location i woke up in the morning hartley was preaching here at silverwater and i was at bankstown and um, our, our youngest cleo was particularly unwell she had a temperature and um, she was pale and not looking like herself but it was very close to time where we need to leave so i could preach there and he could preach here So I picked up little Cleo and I put her in my car and we drove to Bankstown as planned. There was no time to change plans. And when I arrived there, Margaret, who's my official baby carrier, um, held... Cleo for me in the welcome lounge. She sat there and she cradled my baby and I went on to preach and to serve the house and then I took Margaret back from her and we went home and my baby rested. I couldn't have served if Margaret wasn't available to serve my little one on that time. There's been many occasions where Margaret's held what's most sacred and nearest and dearest to me and and held them particularly in moments like that and held them as I would and I couldn't serve like I do if it wasn't for people like that. If you cut me, I bleed the house of God. My life scripture is zeal for this house. It consumes me. The more we are in Christ, the more we have capacity and security to serve. Our identity is in Christ, not in our service. Capacity to do things we desire and willingly sacrifice for and security to do things less favourable. We're actually available for those things too because we're secure in Christ. Our status isn't influenced by the task. It's just we're stable because we're in Christ. If Christ gave the ultimate, his very life, surely we can play our part, right? Surely we can play our part. I believe in serving in your sweet spot. All we wanna see is for you to find your sweet spot so that you come alive and you're activating your giftings and you're bearing fruit and it's blessing you because you're running in your lane. We love that place. You know, that's where we come alive. But I think our preference of service turns to entitlement and the tables have turned and can become very toxic uh, when we position ourselves in that place of entitlement. At this point, there is a threat that we may lose the wonder and delight of our service. We get to serve. The church doesn't owe us a thing. You know, Mick and Ron, they are wonderful examples of this. You know, today you see magnificent pastors and they, they sit front row, but in their hearts they would happily sit back row. In fact, mixed done years of um, electrical advising and service around the building. Rhonda's cleaned the toilets and would do it in a blink if she really needed to. There, there, there's a flexibility in them because they're so content in Christ. They're so good-spirited. In fact, they have an excellent spirit. They have a stunning, excellent spirit. There is nothing they haven't done to build this house. They have sacrificed monumentally to the point that it will make you weep if I told you the sacrifice that they have borne to see this house. And so therefore, they should be, Pastor Mick and Pastor Rhonda, they should be esteemed and honoured in this place today. You know, as we remain grateful, we remain free from disappointment. If we find ourselves stuck in our service, the Bible tells, um, without grace, it's better to rest than remain out of obligation. You know, cut yourself free. Rest, let your soul recover, and then re-enter. You know, it's important to serve with a, with a right spirit. The Bible tells us that God loves a cheerful gi- giver. I don't know if Lex is in the room, but Reese and Lex are two of my most favorite <laughs> cheerful givers especially around the productions, hanging out with chatters little the I have never seen these guys dissatisfied or dowdy-faced or they're just always like cheerful and joking and having fun. There's a party going on in the production booth every time I come in. I love that, the cheerful service. God loves a cheerful giver, especially in service. It says of those planted in the house of God in Psalm 92, they are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. Your service speaks to and encourages the body. Let me tell you the small and and seemingly unseen and the magnificent and great gestures they are seen and they encourage the body. So thank you for doing what you do. We celebrate and honour each and every one of you. And I just wanted to take an opportunity as a pastor here today uh, to celebrate and give a few Living Memorial Awards today sound like fun, June? I'm going to ask you to jump up and join me. And my, the first one that I'm going to honour here today is Brett McInnes. Where are you, Brett? <laughs> and because I've been hanging out in youth lately, I've been able to um, observe firsthand um, this guy's service in the youth worship team. And I'm, I'm giving you a living memorial certificate for raising the next generation of worshipers. What I love about Brett is that um, he's not a self-promoter or the star of his own show. He's releasing others. He's coaching. He's got a really sound oversight of that team, and it's incredible. The worship in youth is incredible. It's it's zealous. It's full of the spirit of God. It's a great credit to you. Thank you for your service. We have a small gift for you. I'm going to get you to give me the next one. Thanks, gorgeous. Next, I'm going to invite Guy to come here today. And the Living Memorial Award for you is um, as service director for your steadfastness and faithfulness. Um, But actually much more than that, um, Guy serves our family very humbly, very generously. Um, Even in Hartley's absence, he took Jesse to football for me on Saturday as a dear friend and someone that we trust. And I just thank you for the kindness that you've shown our family. It is sacred. We thank you so much. Next, I'm going to invite Myla. A new friend to our family. Um, and Mila's Living Memorial Award is for her catering. Um, I've called this the Ministry of Food, which we appreciate here at Silverwater. She has a stunning gift with hospitality. You've been incredibly generous. From the moment you stepped over the threshold of this house, you served as if it was your own. You have poured out in many ways, seen and unseen. We receive your gift, your sacrifice, your generosity. We honour you and acknowledge you today. You are so loved in this place. Thank you. I'm going to ask Kate to come next. The lovely Kate. Now, um, Kate's Living Memorial Award is as prayer warrior and many of you may not know that Kate uh, manages our prayer roster, our prayer WhatsApp group, um, is constantly communicating in the area of prayer and I've called this the unseen architect um, because we know that prayer builds things in the atmosphere. We are in the midst of a move of God which would not have life and power and buoyancy if it weren't for the prayer that is the fuel behind it. I just want to acknowledge the prayer gift on your life. I feel that many times the enemy has tried to deceive you of the, its power and lie to you but is incredibly potent it is your primary first gift you have many gifts you'll do great things in your life in a diverse range of areas but you need to know that this is your primary power and is not to be underestimated you are a great warrior my friend this is for you and the last one is for Donna my beautiful Donna This Living Memorial Award is um, for Donna in her role in C3 Kids, specifically for your creativity and your care. I love that you're a mum as well as a carer and you have that maternal sixth sense so you see things that others may not. You embrace every child and pour so much love and kindness into them and it is recognised there's a great power in that love that you invest. I know that you care because I see it in the creativity, I see it in your ideas, I see it in the way that you enter the room and take a hold of it and it is not unseen. We acknowledge you for all that you have invested into our kitties. You are beautiful. (laughs) Wonderful. So beautiful. Uh, I'm going to ask the worship team to come. You know, we find home as we serve. This place doesn't feel like somewhere we're attending. It feels like home once we cross the threshold. It's more for our benefit to serve. Uh, Even if you've been attending for years and you did something and then you stopped and you're no longer attending, you may feel that mild disconnect and that's because we position ourselves differently. When we serve, we do become a part of the heart of the place, and we are all welcome to serve, and there is room for everyone on this team. Sometimes you might come in, and you might look at all the lights, and the experience, and think that everything's covered. Please don't be deceived to think. That's a common misperception. It actually hangs on the shoulders of the faithful. This place continues because of the weight carried by the faithful. You know, even if you just test drive an area of service, if you Head out there today to the party and you sign up. Don't feel like you're locked in for life. Just give something a go. Test drive an area for service. You know, some have come today and it's just taken everything within you just to get to the house of God today. And I just want to acknowledge you in a moment here. Mark 2.4 tells the story of the paralytic carried by his friends, lowered through the roof so he could encounter Christ and be made well. If you're in that season where you're being carried by us, the church, it is our privilege to carry you. You are welcome in this place. We will host you, but I want you to know the power of God is alive in this place. And that means that the day of your healing and your strengthening will come. And I want to invite you in advance for when that day comes that you're made well you're made strong that you're made ready that you would know that the doorway to service is always wide open and we welcome you when that day comes you know Jesus tells us in John that in his father's place are many rooms and he goes to prepare a place for us this is what Christ does for us and I believe it is our commissioning to prepare a place here that many would come in and meet the Father in this place that many would stream through these doors and meet his love and meet his peace and i want you to know lastly that we are not alone in our service it says in hebrews 1:14 are not the angels all ministering spirits servants sent out in the service of god for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation my friends We are not alone in this service. There are angels that minister with us. The Holy Spirit stands along outside us to strengthen us and to lead us and to illuminate the path. We are well equipped for this life of service, amen. Why don't you just stand right across this room? Why don't you just lift your hands in this atmosphere here today? Lord, we just thank you for the privilege to serve you and to serve your people and to build this house. And we thank you, Lord, just for fresh anointing filling every heart and mind every person in this place today fresh oil to sustain us to inspire us i just pray the release of new creativity new creativity right across this room new eyes to see our areas of service or perhaps to see the areas of service that you have for us in our future i thank you lord for a fresh release of creativity lord i actually pray revival into service i pray revival into our volunteer teams i pray the very of God into those places I thank you Lord under the sound of my voice I take authority right now over every area of volunteerism and service in this house and I release revival I release new life I release buoyancy in Jesus mighty name the life of God the life of God permeates every team every company coming together fresh oil fresh anointing filled team. I thank you for increase and growth and stretching out ones been added and finding themselves a part of the answer, a part of the team, catching the team spirit, filled with new vision, filled with new eyes to see your purpose, your plans, Thank you, Lord, for alignment. I speak alignment over every member of this body, that they would not be disconnected. Every single one would find their place. Alignment in Jesus' mighty name. Alignment. Life throws through the vine. Life flows through the vine. Head to tail, right through this body. In Jesus' name. Alignment and health. In Jesus' mighty name. We call it forth. In oh, Jesus' mighty name. your prayer.